Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Taking on the Titans, standing up for the little guy. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So I'm uh, receiving emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com from uh, across Canada and across the United States from chronic pain patients because in the U.S. they've become aware of the fact that on this program we are on the side of the chronic pain patient and not on the side of the agenda that is in place to harm chronic pain patients and is doing a hell of a job of it. And uh, next weekend you're going to hear a Canadian pain management doctor was looking after the patients, medical colleges, threats be damned. And we'll get um, an American doc on as well. And I'm going to read you some emails, not right now, but I I will read you some emails from uh, some of the patients I've received. They're just heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. Barry Ulmer is the executive director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. He joins us from Edmonton. He's been on this program many times on the issue of chronic pain. And the opioids, Barry, I don't know how you, for so long, have been able to retain your energy levels and work as hard as you have and as dedicatedly as you have. You're an amazing man. Thanks, Roy, but uh, it's uh, been an awfully, and I hate to put it this way, painful journey, shall we say. Yeah, and it's getting more painful because they, as, as, as we're shining light on the dark science agenda, they're becoming more desperate and uh, they're wobbling and now they're, they're, they're reacting in ways that uh, I guess we could have predicted. Don Ray Downton is a chronic pain patient. He's a freelance journalist nationally who's written on this issue, again, on a national basis and has broadcast on it. And she has told us that she has a suicide plan in place if her medications, if her fentanyl, which has been prescribed for 12 years to help her with her massive pain, is suddenly uh, taken away or dramatically restricted by a doctor who's afraid of the college. We had Don Ray on the air with her husband, Bob, and they talked about the fact that Don Ray has a suicide plan in place. I mean, for me to have a spouse on the air with another spouse, and that spouse is aware that his wife has a suicide plan that is totally unnecessary if they just left her alone, is absolutely um, it's, it's painful to listen to. Don Ray, you are also you're a, you're a, you're an amazing fighter, and thank you very much for being public about it. Thanks, Roy. I mean, I think that we all have to start speaking out about this. One. You know, after hearing Dr. Everhart, it's even worse than I thought it was. So I'm glad to speak out, and I hope that other people will follow my example. 
Marvin Ross is a medical journalist. He writes for the Huffington Post or Huff Post Canada. He's done a, a tremendous job uh, writing about mental health, but he's made the chronic pain issue a primary focus now. And the first article that I read that you wrote, Marvin, was about the province of Ontario declaring war on pain patients. You have really, I mean, when your pieces just absolutely nail it and there's no escape route for the for the dark side who are harming the patients. Well, let me start with you. When you heard the uh, the registrar from the Alberta College of, uh, of Pharmacists, what were you hearing? Well, the first thing I heard was that he was well briefed by their PR people to stay on message. Um, he didn't really vary too much. Um, you really attacked him well, and he kind of stayed on message, uh, although, frankly, it's a stupid message. Uh, yes, pain is complex. We all know that. Uh, everybody has different types of pain. We all know that. Uh, he talked about the importance of a team effort, and nobody disputes that there should be a team effort, but in my mind, what that means is that if the doctor is concerned about the appropriateness and efficacy of a particular prescription, then the doctor should send the patient to a clinical pharmacologist to have everything evaluated privately, or the pharmacist should call the doctor and they should discuss the issues in private so it doesn't impinge and impose upon the patient. Um, he also said, we have a lot of tools in which to assess somebody's level of pain. Uh, I would really love to know what that is because the only thing I've ever seen is how's your pain on a level of zero to 10? That's the sophistication of pain tools. And the other thing that he said that I thought was absurd um, was there are other modalities. And, of course, he mentions mindfulness, and I think he mentioned physio. And, my God, patients have already gone through that, uh, and it doesn't work, and that's why they're on opioids. So I just see the whole thing as an effort for, for pharmacists to cut out a little bit more for themselves in their standards of practice. And Don Ray, as I pointed out to Mr. Eberhardt, and he had difficulty dealing with it, and as Marvin said, went back to the talking points. Nobody, nobody asked this college of pharmacists to develop these guidelines of their own and then empower pharmacists to begin to quiz pain patients when the, the law in Alberta appears to say, to indicate that you, you can't do that. If the patient says, I want to be masked or I don't want my information to be discussed, that's it. That should be it. Yeah, I, I was struck by the, the coincidence, Roy, that nobody asked the pharmacist to put together guidelines, but here they are appearing just a few months after the McMaster guideline for opioid prescribing for non-cancer pain comes out. What a coincidence. Um, I, you know, I think what we're seeing here is that the nanny state is quick turning into a police state, particularly for disadvantaged people, for vulnerable people. These are chronic pain patients. They are disadvantaged and vulnerable. And I think that what we're going to see is more ruination of relationships that have been built, built up over time between chronic pain patients 
and their advocates and their doctors. Um, and I think that the last good relationship that chronic pain patients have is, w- is with a pharmacist that they know well, and that relationship is now going to be destroyed because uh, chronic pain patients are going to realize that their pharmacist has now some sort of insidious agenda and, and will not be able to, uh, we will not be able to deal with our pharmacists in the same way. I think it's very sad. I think it ties into a political agenda, a commercial agenda, and I think that chronic pain patients are in dire trouble. I, I am more upset after hearing Mr. Eberhard than I expected to be, so that'll tell you something. Yeah, that does. Barry Ulmer, Executive Director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada. Barry, there's a feeling out there, out there generally, that nebulous out there, that chronic pain can't be all that bad because a lot of people just related to, yeah, my knee's sore, my shoulder's sore, I have a headache now and then. Uh, muscle strain from working out, and that's what the pain is. And, of course, we have his brilliance, the boy king in Ottawa, uh, stating that, oh, chronic pain is just nothing but a minor annoyance, which to that effect. I wish he'd just play with his phone and stop talking about things he has no idea about. Uh, Barry, explain, please, what chronic pain does to people. You deal with patients on 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 a daily basis, and then please assess what you heard from Mr. Eberhardt, because you're in Edmonton, your, your, your members in Alberta are now going to be dealing with pharmacists starting on the 1st of October on the basis we just heard explained. Yeah, right. Like chronic pain is, is a pretty, um, uh, it is a complex matter, and it covers a lot of different things, but it's not something simple like having a headache for an hour or two and, and bypassing it. it. It affects a person's whole life, his whole body, and everything else. It affects everything around him, the things he or she is able to do or not do, and, and even the way they're looked at. I guess by pharmacists. I mean, we get calls all the time about how people go into the pharmacy to get their prescription refilled for their opioid. They're treated like dirt. Uh, I just heard the other day, so I find Mr. Eberhardt disingenuous, as I've found him in the past to be totally disingenuous when he went through this same thing with them and, and the uh, uh, the reward programs that, that they want to restrict the, uh, patients from getting rewards for their prescriptions, and they've been successful at doing that at great expense to the pharmacist. But anyways, he's disingenuous. Uh, I just had a call the other day, as I said, from a person who went to uh, their doctor, got a prescription for Suboxone, went into the knowledgeable pharmacist, I guess, and, and all these pharmacists across the province are knowledgeable about pain, handed in the Suboxone uh, prescription and was immediately told, well, you know, this is only for drug addicts. So how do you think that patient at that time felt? Yeah. When he talks about teams, yeah. I would like to know what teams he's talking about. Yeah. I, I know basically three pharmacists that I, in, uh, that I uh, know that really know much about pain, and I'm, I'm lucky to have one of them that has gone out of his way to do that. But pharmacists in this province and across the country don't know what chronic pain is, don't understand it, and even judge you as you come up to the counter if you're not dressed properly or, or you look grubby or something of that nature, you're automatically uh, uh, put into the category of, of drug addict, which, again, is, is bad. He's <laughs> an attack on, on that aspect of it, which is wrong as well. So when he talks about teams, he's just being totally disingenuous as he has been in the past. You know, and we have to take a break, but we'll come back. And I, the, the, the one word that you're, or at least the, the term that you used that has to be repeated is drug addict. There's so, so many pain patients when they correspond with, with any of us. 
uh, and Don Ray, you've talked about it as well. You're, you're, you're viewed as or you're made to feel as though you're a drug addict because you have, you're, you're looking to have a prescription filled. And I can't tell you how many people have sent emails and said, I just feel terrible. I want to go in. I, I just want to disappear when I go into the pharmacy. I don't want anybody to even have an idea of what I'm, what I'm picking up. All they're getting is medication that was prescribed for by a doctor. And yet they're made to feel as though they're part of the criminal element of Canada. Awful. Let's take a break. I have to take a quick break. We'll come back with my guests and more of their views and what they heard from Mr. Eberhardt and on the issue of chronic pain and what's being done, not for the chronic pain patient, but to the chronic pain patient. Don't go away. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. And listen back to any of the programs that we air or download them on The Roy Green Show page on any of the chorus radio stations that carry this show. I want to read uh, to my friends who are on the line, because they are my friends. We work together on this. We've got a cool little team here, and we correspond with one another, and we're on the side of the pain patients. Um. This is I received from uh, from the United States, and I'll just use her first name. Hello, Roy. My name is Keisha. I'm 36 years old, and I received my first prescription of Percocet in 2011. It was given to me to manage the pain of endometriosis. Endometriosis is when the lining of our uterus grows in other places in our body. The misplaced tissue swells every month with blood the way it's supposed to in a uterus. This causes excruciating pain. I assumed a hysterectomy would end any pain or end my pain. If I don't have a period, I shouldn't hurt anymore, right? Wrong. I had a hysterectomy in 2012, had my tubes removed in 15, had yet another laparoscopic surgery in 17. However, I no longer get the small relief I had from Percocet. I've lost track of how many endosisters have taken their own lives since the doctors stopped prescribing us pain medication. I understand they don't want us addicted or overdosing, What they don't understand is how bad our pain is. Everyday pain, it radiates. Sometimes it feels like being stabbed with a hot poker. Other times it feels like I did 100 sit-ups the day before, and on top of that, the soreness my stomach wants to knot up and twist. It's agonizing. I attempted to take my own life to end the pain. I was hospitalized for three days. I'm in therapy now. I haven't worked since 2014, and prior to that, I lost three different jobs due to days missed or going home early. Over-the-counter pills like Aleve and Tylenol don't help the least little bit. I have stomach ulcer and cannot take ibuprofen. I really appreciate this article. It's a piece I read. It's on my blog, Roy Green Show page on Chorus. I hope something can be done for people with chronic pain. I suffer from endometriosis, intestinal cystitis, patellar tracking dysfunction, my kneecap doesn't stay in place, and sciatica pain. That's a nightmare. And she's not getting meds. Just wanted to read that. Don Ray, is something you wanted to say. Well, what I, well, I'll say this now. Um, I, I am in constant touch with a lot of, uh, of chronic pain patients who live in the U.S., and they're about a year ahead of where we are in Canada, but Canada is following close behind. Um, CVS is a pharma, it's the biggest pharmacy chain in the States, and recently they have advised that in addition to counseling pain patients, which is coming to us in Alberta anyway, 
uh, at the beginning of next month, that they are also going to be limiting um, pain prescriptions to a seven-day fill. So if you're a chronic pain patient who is used to getting at least a month's uh, prescription. In Canada, generally, doctors prescribe in, in quarters, in, in three-month periods. So if you're used to getting your medications at least monthly or three-monthly, uh, th- th- every three months, now you have only seven days and then you have to go back. It seems to me that it becomes an access problem for a lot of people, as it will in Canada. If I have to be counseled every time I go to pick up a, a pain prescription, that means that I can no longer send Bob. Um, he often goes for me now. I could go myself, but, you know, I'm lazy. But what if I were in the position of not having pain meds that make me able to go there, um, and, and, I, and my family member can't go and pick it up for You're me? You're out of luck. I mean, there's, there are hideous problems yes. in this. Patients are being profiled at pharmacy counters. This is only happening to pain patients. Why? Why? Marvin, why? Uh You've got me there, quite frankly, but I think that uh, when I think about it, I don't think that the guideline authors really understand chronic pain, um, because I, I'm getting the sense that they think that mostly it's low back pain, not that low back pain is any more benign than any other pain, but you've been talking to people, this email uh, from somebody with endometriosis, that's not amenable to uh, physiotherapy or mindfulness or chiropractic that the chiropractor Jason Busey suggests. Um, people have, have interstitial cystitis, which is extremely painful. Uh, Kath, the late Catherine, who unfortunately passed away, who was on your show, um, she had a blood disorder. Um, those are the causes of pain, and I don't think they've ever really considered that there was anything more than low back pain. Mm-hmm. And I have to think when someone like Jason Busey tells you, as I believe he did, that opioids aren't really that effective, um, think of a battlefield with wounded soldiers. They're all screaming for morphine, and the medic is rushing out to give them morphine, not to counsel them on mindfulness, (laughs) but to give them a shot of morphine because it works. Because it works. And just because they get a shot of morphine, and probably a great deal more subsequently, does not mean they're becoming addicted. No. Um... Let me just ask a quick question and just check the clock. We only have a few seconds left. Barry, uh, after what you heard and what you know and what you see going on, are pain patients in this country in North America in greater peril than ever? Oh, without a, without a doubt, uh, Roy, there's, there's no two ways about it. It seems to be everybody wants to get on the bandwagon. And I guess I have a real problem with, with the policymakers these days, too. They don't pay attention to any of this because, of course, they don't want to get involved and let these uh, organizations like the, like the CPSA and, and the Pharmacists Association, who have no oversight, allow a few zealots to take over what they're doing, yeah. and then that takes, ruins the whole thing. 
and that's why people right. are, are, are the way they are. Barry Ulmer, Executive Director of the Chronic Pain Association of Canada, Don Ray Downton, chronic pain patient. She's a freelance journalist who's written on this issue nationally. You can find uh, on, in the Globe and Mail, one source. Marvin Ross, medical journalist for HuffPost Canada. He's made chronic pain an issue of priority, which we're all glad for because so many people are being hurt. And remember, you could be next. You could. Barry, Don Ray, Marvin, thank you very much. Thank you, Roy. Thank you.